Good morning. Welcome to PCC, where we're worshiping Jesus Christ, we're living out God's love, and we're transforming community by the Holy Spirit. I've got a couple of announcements for us. Um, first and foremost, my Uncle Butch passed away. He passed into the kingdom triumphant on Tuesday. Um, Butch Adams. He lives out in um, a little small town outside of Independence, Missouri. Um, and I'm going to be flying back. I'm going to be flying back to Missouri with my two brothers and my dad from Nashville is going to be meeting us out there. So I'll be at this time next week in Lee Summit, Missouri. Um, so I've asked Patrick, Reverend Patrick Thompson, to preach in my stead. And he's graciously said, okay, I, I could do that. Uh, so we get to hear Patrick. And if, um, which leads into my second announcement. Um, if, Thank you, everybody who showed up on Ash Wednesday. Um, but if you didn't, still hop on the Lenten train. There's something special about creating space and waiting and let, letting God meet you in your ups and downs. Um, and I don't know if anybody started this Lenten devotional, but I think it's outstanding. And so I'm, and I'm, losing, I'm using it as a launching pad for my sermons. Also, uh, Lenten Quiet Nights, there's a billboard, there's a, a sign-up sheet on the back if you want to make a soup, if you want to be in charge of, I think there's slots for everything, if you want to, you know, be in charge of um, hand clapping, if the hand clapping starts happening. Um, so make sure you get a booklet. It said suggested $1.50. And I've been giving them away, so if anybody's got like a five, throw it in there. Um, just kidding. But honestly, if you're strapped for a buck fifty, just take one, please. Um, hand and foot will not meet in February or March due to Lenten quiet nights. I'm just reading that right there. No hand and foot? Okay, I think that, that's appropriate. With all the colds flying around, make sure you just holy fist bump people as they show up. Uh, but now let's stand up and just holy fist bump one another and make sure everybody feels welcome. All right, everybody, let's stand for this morning's call to worship right as Stacy sits down. Like clockwork, isn't there a Murphy Law about that? Is anybody else extremely hot? I'm hot. I don't know. What, isn't it cold outside? It's hot. Okay, good. Maybe that's why I'm hot. Okay. Our call to worship um, comes from Psalm 25. And I'm going to be reading from the King James English. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them, let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy mercies, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all day long. Let's worship Singing, Holy God, we praise thy name. 
this one in a while, but I think you'll remember it. If you don't remember, you can always clap.
says stop teaching <laughs> every single time I get up here but let's do a prayer confession without me teaching you something let's pray first of all scripture just says we fall short of the glory of God join me as I pray on our behalf for forgiveness God I just we ask we ask for forgiveness mercy Look, your, your son, Jesus the Christ, and may his blood and sacrifice cover all the ways that we've fallen short this past week, this past month, this past year. Forgive us for the things we've done. Forgive us for the things we've left undone. Forgive us for the times that we've been impatient with those we love. Forgive us for the times that we have let our hurt turn into anger and we've lashed out at people close to us. Forgive us, Lord. We humbly pray. And all God's people said, Scripture also says, if we do what we just did, God is faithful and just to remove our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Let's stand and sing glory to God.
Mikey, you know you're good, right? Thank you very much for setting the stage. I love, I love Lynn. I love that you're here. I love that we get to talk about scripture. And I love that Micah just played the perfect piece to just slow us down, even slow me down. That's a, that's a big feat. Um, we're, we're, we're following, we're using this um, devotional as a launching pad. And, um, Yeah, so, and I just want to say as part of my introduction to the sermon, just because Ash Wednesday was Wednesday and Lent started, doesn't mean that you can't hop into Lent. I dare you, hop into Lent. Um, enter into this season where you make space. And I, I think this is an exceptional devotional. And um, so far I've been doing it, and it's been adding to our family's life. And there's just a quick little side note. Doing a devotional is good. Doing a devotional with somebody you love, I think, is even a little better. So drag your kids into this. Drag your gang kids into this. Drag anybody who will listen into this. Um, Next, our sermon this morning, our Lenten text, comes from Luke And um, just a reminder, most theologians think that Mary was Luke's source, which means Luke sat down with the mother of Jesus, the Christ, and he wrote a two-volume set. He wrote a two-volume set called Luke and Acts. And every time you look at Luke or Acts, you should remember This is our origin story. As followers of Jesus, Luke's primary concern in writing his gospel is to get followers of Jesus equipped with who Jesus is and with that truth be equipped with the Holy Spirit, which comes in Acts. Let's look at Luke chapter 4 and not 11 through 13. That's a typo on my, my behalf. It's 1 through 13. Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into, into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil, by the deceiver. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them, he was hungry. The devil, the liar, said to him, if you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. It has been given to me, and I give it to anyone I want to. If you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. 
the devil led him to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. When the devil had finished all this tempting, he left him until an opportune time. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, preach through me. May my words be forgotten and your words changes from the inside out like only your words can. And all God's people said, first of all, Jesus is full of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit leads Jesus out into the desert for 40 days. Let me read to you from our devotional this morning. Our Lenten time is an intentional time. Our Lenten time is an intentional time in the wilderness. We invite the Spirit's company in direction. It is a time of introspection. We examine and confess the truth of our sinfulness with the guidance of the Holy Spirit, the light of the scripture illuminates the darker places deep within. The Holy Spirit leads us in our wilderness time as the Spirit did with Jesus. Call number one from this text. Praying as a people. Praying as individuals. Holy Spirit, Lead us. Breath of God, breathe upon us. Jesus goes out to the desert, doesn't eat for 40 days. It says right at the end of that, it says, and he was hungry. (laughs) Have you ever gone a day without food? Multiply that by 40. It's an understatement, right? Who in here gets hangry like me? (laughs) Yeah, hangry, it's, it's a combination of hungry and angry. Devil, the deceiver, the liar, comes and comes to Jesus. He hasn't eaten 40 days. Jesus is feeling hungry. The liar says, hey, turn this rock to bread. End your hunger. Take a snack. If I were the devil, I'd say, turn this rock into a donut. What does Jesus respond with? Scripture. It is written. That's why the sermon said, when we're tempted... When we're feeling hungry, and that's not just for food. That's for acceptance. 
That's for that latest thing. Lent especially, this is a great time to push pause on anything you want. And dig into the truth that we don't live on bread alone. Right? Right? Mother Teresa, when she passed away, she owned a Bible, two outfits, and she didn't even own the bed that she slept in. She said, I never knew Jesus was all I needed until Jesus was all I had. Some great truth in there. Jesus has been that alone 40 days, hungry, gets tempted. The liar says, hey, try and turn this thing into a piece of bread. Then what does he next say? He says, I've been given all this authority. Is that true or is that a lie? It's a lie. He's a deceiver. Look at every step. He's deceiving. He's a trickster. And he's sneaky. And he says... I picture Jesus is feeling his humanity, you know, being touched with his hunger. He's feeling like, man, I'm out here alone. You know, there's no, my father's left me out here. Um, am I really the son of God? Am I really, am I really got this power, all this stuff? The devil tries to tempt him and says with this authority, he says, worship me. Once again, Jesus teaches us. What should we do? Go to scripture. It is written. It is written. What's it written? Is anybody open there still? Worship the Lord your God only. You got a question? When I ask you, what's the first thing that pops in your head? What's the most important thing that you have to do today? That's good. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I'm just trying to ask us all, and this is myself included, is there anything on the throne of your life that doesn't deserve to be there? Because if it isn't God, it doesn't deserve to be there. Worship God and worship God alone. And then the devil leads him out to Jerusalem, leads him back to Jerusalem, actually. And he tempts him. What's he tempt him with? He actually starts quoting scripture, which is interesting, right? The deceiver's trying the trick, even using scripture. What's he tempt him with? Throw yourself down. Do something spectacular. Turn on the fog machine. Let's get this thing going. Let's get this. Boom, get it going. You ever feel alone? You ever feel forsaken? You ever feel powerless? 
The devil's tempting him. Show your power. Make some angels show up. Jesus goes to scripture again and says, do not, do not test the Lord your God. This isn't about a spectacle. This isn't about showing off. I have a pastor friend. He was the president of um, Teen Challenge Santa Ana. His name is Tim Sook. And he was preaching on this text once a couple years ago, probably about five years ago now, maybe even six. Um, and he, he pointed something out that up until that point I had missed. There's actually a fourth deception that the deceiver, the liar, tries to get away with. And it's actually the most important. It's the most important because it's mentioned in verse 3 and in verse 9. The devil said to him, if you are the son of God, And then again in 9, he says, if you are the son of God, is Jesus the son of God? Definitively. Makes me want to look back at Genesis, chapter 3. And he is talking to Eve, the deceiver is. And Eve has just explained to the deceiver, the liar, the serpent, that God has said, don't eat from this tree. That's the only thing you're not supposed to eat from. The deceiver says this, certainly you will not die, the serpent said to the woman. For God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good from evil. I got a pop quiz for you this morning, PCC. I distinctly remember Adam and Eve being made in the likeness of someone. Who is that someone? God. That's the original, that's the original temptation. That's the original lie. The deceiver comes up to Eve and says, if you eat from this, you won't die. You'll actually become like God. If Eve would have had her wits about her, she would have stood up straight and said, wait a second. God said to me himself, you were made in my image. The deceiver comes at Jesus with the original temptation that he came to the original all of humanity, Adam and Eve, and he comes with the same deception. You're not made in the image of God. He comes to Jesus. You're not the son of God. This text is really about identity. This text is really about knowing that one 
Jesus is, was, and forever will be the Son of God. Sent on the Father's behalf as a second Adam. That's Luke's point. He brings, in Luke, he, he brings the genealogy all the way back to Adam, that Jesus is a descendant of Adam. Adam walked into the, the temptation and fell and brought all of humanity. Jesus shows up, starts his ministry. Holy Spirit draws him out into the desert. All of a sudden, he's face to face with the original deceiver that was back in Genesis. And this time, the second Adam, Jesus the Christ, says, uh-uh. I'm standing up for my brothers and sisters, Maddie, Grant, Stace, Danny. I'm going to, I'm taking this one. I'm going to take it to the goal. And anybody who follows me will be able to get back on that original plan before the fall. And so we're faced with this question. Do you know who you are? If you don't and you have some extra reading time, read a book by Yancey. Yancey and this, um, Philip Yancey teamed up with this amazing physician named Paul Brand. And most doctors, most surgeons especially, that are followers of Jesus, this is their favorite book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And it just goes through all the ways. And my, the friend who introduced me to this book was a hand surgeon. And he would always just look, he said, take out your hand. And he would almost start crying every time he looked at his own hand. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. You and I were made in the image of God. We are two-dimensional representations of a three-dimensional God. Just a reminder, we at PCC, we cry out, blow afresh upon us, O Holy Spirit. Illuminate your scripture to equip us to fight temptations. Remind us of who we are. Cover us in the victory of Jesus Christ in and through the Holy Spirit. In the powerful name of Jesus the Christ, I pray these things and all God's people said. Let's stand. Let's stand and sing our response of him. How firm a foundation.
Okay, it's on. Malia leaned over to me and said, that was my mistake. Because she put the slideshow together. But then I said, that's a beautiful background, so it's worth it. And then she said, you're supposed to be leading the offering thing. So um, we continue in worship, right? We continue to allow the Holy Spirit to flow through us in this place. And through us as a people group. And we give back just a portion of... He so richly blessed us, amen? We graciously and humbly give back to God. He makes it all. He gives it all to us. Instead of, I'm going to pray instead of, God, receive these tithes and offering to your glory. Use them for your son's name in this broken world. And all God's people said, this morning's tithes, offerings, and gifts are now received.
for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves and then we have redemption the forgiveness of sins all our troubles and all our fears God our Jason just asked us, do we know who we are? Today's entry in our Lenten booklet says, God is love. God is love. In John's first letter, he describes love this way. He says, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. 
And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love. And whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in them. Who are we? We are love. Because we abide in God, and he abides in us. Will you please pray with me? Holy, merciful, and loving God, we praise you and the mighty works of your hand. You, O Lord, are love, and you've commanded us to love one another. Help us to fully grasp the depth and height and breadth of your love for us, that we may be transformed by its power and compelled to share it with others. Teach us to love one another as you love us, freely and unconditionally, without judgment or reservation. O Lord, may our lives be a reflection of your love, shining brightly in a world that so desperately needs you, needs your love, needs your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness. Use us, Father, to be a conduit of your peace, instruments of your healing, demonstrating your love to all whom we encounter. Merciful God, we continue to pray for the innocent citizens in Gaza, Ukraine, and around the world that are victims of conflicts in which they have no voice and no power. Protect them, Prince of Peace, and bring a swift end to these wars in Jesus' name. In a world filled with uncertainty and change, we turn to you, O Lord, as our rock and our refuge. Guide us in your paths of righteousness and give us wisdom and discernment as we navigate the challenges of life. Help us to trust in you and lean not on our own understanding. Lord of all creation, in a world torn apart by division and strife, we pray for your unity and reconciliation among all people. We pray for unity and harmony in our relationships with one another, within our families, within our church, and within our community. Help us to communicate with kindness and compassion, to listen with empathy and understanding, and to resolve conflicts with grace and humility. May our homes and our church be places of love and acceptance, And may our interactions with others reflect the love and grace of you, Jesus. Holy Father, we thank you for the coming rains, that they will nourish our land. And we pray that your hand of protection will keep us from any harmful effects of the storm. We pray, too, for your shelter of refuge for those who are unhoused, for those whose living situations are precarious and for those who will need to be out driving in the storm. May each feel your hand of guidance as they navigate the coming rains. We pray, too, for all those in our country experiencing the effects of winter storms. Be with each one, we pray, prompting neighbor to help neighbor, 
and providing for them according to their needs. We pray for those who are sick or suffering, that they may experience your healing touch today and find strength, find love and peace in your presence. We lift up those around us that need a fresh touch from your Holy Spirit. Cornell, Dan, Dominic, Buzz, Bev, Ruth, Jane, and Jane's sister Pam, Mary, Terry, Edson's East Angela, Sandy, Patty, Dick, Dusty, Karen, and Keith. May each one feel your very presence with them today, of lifting them and bathing them in your mercy and grace. As we journey through the season of Lent, we thank you for your promise of hope and renewal. In times of darkness, let us remember that you are the light that shines and casts out all darkness, and nothing, nothing can overcome your love and grace. Renew our spirits, O Lord, and fill us with your hope and joy, that we may be your hands and feet of hope to those around us. May your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we continue worshiping you, we pray as you taught your disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Please stand, if you are able, for our final hymn, He Leadeth Me.
leadeth me. Mm. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, got a, one at the order of worship right at the end. It says Senior Options, Wednesday, February 28th. It tells you where to RSVP. It's at 1030. And then also right after the service, right in Fellowship Hall, we have Meet Your Deacons. And uh, there's a couple people in here I don't think that have been assigned deacons. And Jim, you're one of them. You've come for the last couple of weeks and uh, to see Cornell. And Cornell's sick. So we're... You get to go, yeah, it's all you can eat buffet now on Jim. And I don't know if Stacy and Grant have been assigned deacons. If they have, it's Malia. And she's sorry she hasn't told you about it. And Randy, same thing. Randy and Deb. And anybody else that I've forgotten that hasn't been invited to meet your deacon, if you don't know who your deacon is, walk around the table and find your deacon. And if you, if you don't have one, just eat all the food. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is. I'm gonna take my our benediction actually from this devotional. And it starts with a prayer and then ends with the the whole the benedicting and sending out. But in the open heart of God in Christ, God cannot help Himself. He loves us. Are you experiencing the wilderness today? The Spirit sings on the dry wind seeking to fill you with the reminder of God's heart of love for you. O Lord, as you lead us, so teach us to love in Christ. May it be so. Amen.